Back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back to Sabres Live. Marty Biron in for Brian Duff and Dan Dunleavy in for Marty Biron. I, I love the shirt today. It looks great. I, I love the goat head, black and red, everything that's in the Sabres store. I wore my white puffy Arsenal sweatshirt in. Which they are playing today, They right? are playing today, and I love what this. What is that? It's that's the most the, comfortable sweatshirt I've got. It's the Champions League yeah, yeah, PSV, qualifying or whatever. Yeah, PSV they're playing. But oh, really? Feel that. It feels like a pillow. No, it's really nice. Isn't that amazing? How's the inside? That's from the, the inside team. is so soft. Yeah. But I look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man in that, so I figured. Did you ever go up to uh, Arsenal to watch no, the play? No, the... I just became, there's a real Sabres connection here real quick. Uh, I yep. just became a fan. There was um, a series on Amazon Prime behind yep. the scenes with, with Arsenal, and their head coach and a young team. So first-time head coach and Miguel Arteta, a young team with all this kind of young, young talent. Uh, who were trying to lead a storied franchise back from what had been a really bad six years of not qualifying for any of these um, tournaments or even finishing well in the Premier League to all of a sudden being right on the doorstep. And I thought, and watching the entire series, I thought, this is Don Granato and the Sabres right here. So that hooked me right away, and I thought I've never really chosen a team despite playing the sport uh, my entire life, never dive, by the way, and never fake an injury, hate those guys. But I thought, okay, I'm taking this team on because they remind me of what is trying to happen here. Yes. Uh, and you're going to bring up Kevin Adams in a minute. From the general manager to the manager to the players, I thought, this is Buffalo. And I really quickly went to Don Granado and I said, you've got to watch this show. Yeah. It's all for one or whatever it's called. Uh, and they, they do a whole bunch of different clubs. It's not just an Arsenal show. They, they go through, I think, well, a whole bunch of different teams. Can't mm-hmm. name them right now. But, yeah, so that got me hooked on them. And I, I love them. I bought a... Uh, a sack of jersey, number seven on the team, young guy who plays for the English team who missed a really key penalty shot in a major international competition uh, and got booed for got it. Heartbreaks. And heartbreak and, and told he should never play again. He's yes. just a young guy. Now he's won the player of the year two years in a row. Yep. And I just thought this is a story here of <laughs> don't listen to the outside noise, which is what we'll talk about with these guys all year, right? Well, they were a point away, right? And, and I asked Alex Stock about that at the start of the show. Does it make a difference that you are you were a point away last year? If you yeah. don't win the last two games, you end up yeah, with five points. if you're 20 or one, away. was it different? What do you say? He, he said, it, uh, how did he characterize it? It's just that you know that you could do it. Right. Being a point away, you know that you're like, we can do it. You know, if you're six, seven points away, sometimes you're probably thinking, oh, we have a good team and we have another step to take. But being a point away, you know you could do it. But yeah. at the same time, the expectations are there. Um, he said you got to take it one day at a time. You got to take training camp and move on. And, and look, that's easy to say. But when you project for the year, everybody wants to say, we're making the playoffs. We're winning a Stanley Cup. And obviously, you mentioned um, Kevin, Kevin Adams, general manager of the Buffalo Sabres, is going to talk to the media tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Uh, is media availability at the start of camp, talk about everything that's going on. But what, what should we expect from Kevin Adams tomorrow morning when he talks to the media? What do you think is the sentiment or the direction that he wants to set the foundation right now at the start of camp given what he has told us in the past yep. given the direction that he has not wavered from one bit that the plan is to be a contending team not just this year but for the next decade and mm-hmm. that comes down to contract signings and lining things up and being in the same conversation for the next 10 years not we're close 
but being in the mix. I expect confidence to be the underlying theme and kind of uh, we should be confident for what you just mentioned. Yes. We finished one point out, and it's very glaring where we could have had one point last year as a group. So you could mention the eight games without a point, or you could mention we played Florida. Yeah. And we had we were in that game. Um, so Chicago, as a, Chicago. Chicago was in but, overtime. You know, if you want to say, okay, we finished a point back of Florida, you were in that game. Yes. If you win that game, you know, you still couldn't dictate what's going to happen at the very end of the year. But so I think it's, and again, more to your point of what Alex said, there's no mystery to where they fell short last year. It's not like they're searching for the answer. I think that's the other thing you might hear from Kevin is that, look, they brought in two guys on the back end defensively. But as far as scoring goals is concerned right now, this confident group. Tate Thompson knows he's for real. He's not out there trying to prove to anyone else. That was last year for me even. Yes. Right? Uh, okay, 38. Can you do that again? I sure hope. And your heart's in it. And they did it again and more. And you're thinking, okay, he's here. 38 to 47. He's here. And that's a yeah. plus nine. I and mean, you're, you're a goalie. You watch the shot and the angles and the change of stick position and how he's shooting and where he's shooting. And you're thinking, like, you could tell me better. The guy's arrived. I mean, he's figured out every angle to shoot the puck. He's been crowded. He's been pushed out of the lane, but he's finding ways to fight through it. Then the ceiling for me for other guys to score more goals. So you, you're one point away, which may be equated to two goals to win a game. All right. Well, to me, Dylan Cousins' ceiling is he's not even close to how yeah, good he no. can be, and he's crazy good right now. Um, J.J. Paterk is not even close to what he can be, and he's good right now. I think this, for him, should be a year where people start saying, this guy's really good. You know, but those are the progressions that I think I expect that Kevin will probably put out there is that we have a team that we think is still climbing the ladder, and we were one point short. What do you say to those that think, well, they didn't do enough this summer? Because they still have a question mark in that, right? Because right. you have Levi, UPL, Eric Comrie. What is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jack Quinn is injured, but you, you didn't go out and replace him. Um, you know, you, you did acquire a couple of defensemen, but, you know, you're, you're – your foundation on D is is not from outside. Right. It's Darlene. It's Powerwood. You know, there's always going to be people out there that say they didn't do enough. I, How do you see that? I personally think that there's enough talent right now from within and to fill gaps from the players we just talked about in the last segment, whether it's a Kulik, whether it's a Rosean, uh, to fill in for a Jack Quinn. Or, you know, listen, Victor Olsen scored a lot of goals last year. His role is one that's been talked about. What is... You know, Victor's thinking about, what do you mean, what's my role? I'm coming in to score as many goals as I did last year. And, yes, try to be better because that's what every player wants. So to answer your question, though, I would think if you have a deeper defense core, and I do think when you bring Johnson and Clifton in, I think it is a deeper core, certainly from experience. And for me, what both bring aside from playing hockey, and that is a little bit of coaching on the bench as well. So Clifton, anyone for me who comes from a Boston culture, they're bringing something other than just playing the game, okay? Because they've been around the, the three pillars of, oh, my gosh, right? The, the Charas, the Marchands, and the Bergeron the, the leading the way. So you've got to bring something from that. And then Johnson, with all he's been through in his career, um, winners, doubters, Stanley Cup championship to being just a pillar. I think defensively this group, they scored a ton of goals last year. I don't see that drying up to the point yeah. where it's going to be a problem. I do think the number of goals that they allowed last year should be something that they find a way, and it's not necessarily better defensive play, 
but it could be one or two things that maybe Clifton and Johnson just kind of are in the ear about with some guys. And I'm not talking defensive. Could be a forward. We need you here. When that happens, we need you back here. And that's a practicing. So I think the goaltending situation, to me personally, it gets better when you have a better defensive core in front, and you could talk to that better than I could. But at the end of the day, uh, it's clear that Devin Levi, who came on and was a standout, has to keep proving himself, yeah. right? Every player has to. Uh, you- he has the better upside, I think. And in three years down the road, we can all agree that Levi is going to be the guy here in Buffalo and will carry you know, this team to great things. But is that this year also? Right. And for me, I'm not one who's quite given up on UPL. I mean, you played. so. But for me, just watching, this guy went through a pretty good win streak as well. He's been... He's been top of the class in every league he's played in. Mm-hmm. This is the first time where it's taken a bit of time to be, you know, you don't go to CHL goalie of the year all of a sudden to being American, well, American League, and the NHL goalie of the year, that's a lot harder to do. Yes. So, you know, I, I'm thinking there's still a wealth of positivity in that with this team. And then no one's talking about Eric Comrie. Every t- I heard you yesterday on SiriusXM talking about teams are carrying three goaltenders. Yes. So how it plays out here for Kevin and this group, that's up to them to decide. But right now, if you're to break down three goaltender uh, situations for every team in the NHL, if you had to play Eric Comrie tomorrow, no one's hanging their head. Nope. If you had to play UPL tomorrow, nobody's hanging their head. If you have to play Devin Levi tomorrow, no one's hanging their head. And to me, that's, that's better than there are some teams out there who say, oh, they've got to play this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not naming any names. I'm just, I don't think that's the case here. Well, it also depends on where you are um, in, in, you know, obviously Toronto, Tampa, or Chicago, right, in a rebuild yeah. or whatnot. So that changes. I know one of the questions that will probably be asked to Kevin Adams tomorrow morning, and when we're on Sabres Live at noon tomorrow, we will have already answered that question, so we'll be able to discuss. But it comes back to Darlene and Power and their contract. And right. where are we at? They're playing the last year of their deal. Um, you know, there is some players that have resigned this summer that could be comparables. Um, you know, Darlene's agent was in town during the Prospect Challenge, and it tells me that they're still discussing. You know, this is not done. This is not like they're still discussing what that could be like. Um, where do you see? Darlene and Power and their next contract be is, you know, we saw Jake Sanderson going to eight million. Like I mean, yeah, this is I'm, a big number. Um, I never, and I, I don't want to take away from the conversation, but I never, never have in my life gotten into those talks because I just am certain that whatever is going to be worked out between Darlene and the Sabers, both sides are going to be happy. Yes. I mean, I just really feel that we, we know, I think from being around Rasmus from day one here, he wants to be here and see this thing through for a long time, not just a few years. Mm-hmm. However, that is meant to work out business wise. It's always been way above my pay grade. It's a great discussion to have. I'm not yes, taking no, no, it from you. It. I'm not taking it from you. Um, and then for, the same for me is for power. I mean, I can't believe for a second there's not anyone in the NHL that doesn't think that if Owen Power progresses the way we expect he will, and boy, even coming in this offseason and talking to him like you did uh, on the weekend at FanFest, this guy's always so dialed in, it's crazy. And you imagine how good he can be, it's unbelievable. And I get excited about that. So what I never worry about is the contract situation. Will it be Sanderson length and term? Will it be this guy's amount of money? I'm pretty sure that Rasmus Dahlin's going to get a lot of money. Mm -hmm. He's going to get a number of years in Buffalo. Um, so, again, I'm not skirting your question, but I really don't have an honest answer. But I think what you're saying is that 
again, when it comes to Dalian and Power, especially those two, mm-hmm. it's a win-win situation. It's a win-win situation for both the team and the players. It yeah. doesn't matter what the money is. Obviously, we're not talking 13, 14, 15 million a year, but you know that you know the rumor numbers somewhere in the 10, 10 and a half, whatever for Dalian would be. It would be great for him yeah. to have that that stability and and setting himself up for life. But for the team, it would be we have a Norris winner yeah. because he will be a Norris winner at some point. Well, and the I, guy at that number. And I just heard talk today driving in about Steven Stamkos' situation. Uh, yes, and how Breezebois is saying one thing after Stamkos said another thing, and they're both saying the same thing. But there's a little hint from the GM of. Uh, I think Stephen too said, "Look, I want to stay in Tampa. I really would love to finish my career here." But and then the but part comes yes. in, and there's a but on both sides. So Stephen is thinking, "Look, I've been through this before. I've done this negotiations before. It was eight years ago or whatever. He yeah. went through all this, and he's thinking, I really don't want to do this again. Yeah. Pay me what my worth is, and we all know what his worth is because he seems to have gotten better as he's aged. He can score smarter, can score. He hasn't slowed down a ton. There are other players we can say has slowed down a lot more." And then Tampa's sitting there thinking, and listen, Kevin Adams hopes he's in this situation down the road, the same as Tampa, where you've won a couple of cups, and you've got this core group of guys, and now you're thinking about, all right, I promised a decade here. How do I make your 7, 8, 9, 10 work? Yeah. Right? That's the hard part. And that's where I know you and Brian get into those talks a lot. I'm busy watching who has the puck and who who scored most <laughs> goals on the power play, and Razor and I have that talk. So I'm not taking away from the conversation, but I do understand that at some point, when you see the business of the sport where it is, there's got to be a decision made on the player's part and management that there's a coming together of an understanding of what's our ultimate goal together. Yeah. If your only goal is to make a lot of money, then we need to know that. Well, now, we know I, that. I, I, Kevin that's how has I would. set this, the groundwork for guys that want to be here. Yes. Good people, work hard. Yes, the money is important at the end of it because it's a business, yeah. and it's a business for the Sabres. It's a business for the players. And contracts and already signed indicate that, right? Absolutely. So you it, could argue those contracts, but I'm pretty sure those players are pretty happy to be in a situation where, hey, I'm making really good money that I never dreamed I'd make, and if this group stays together, we got a shot. We don't only have one shot. We have yeah, multiple we shots. We have multiple so. shots. Yeah. yeah, well, good. Um, I totally love. I didn't want to put you on the spot, but I think that's oh, a that's great fine. answer. Yeah. And Listen, I've only know. had two contracts in my life, and they weren't worth millions. Okay, well, maybe that contract that keeps on going for the next 20 years will reach <laughs> that point at some point. Okay, uh, we've got to take a quick break here on Sabres Live. When we come back, fill in the blanks, some league news. You talked about Steven Stamkos, but there's another big news item down the uh, 90. If you go to 90 all the way east, you're going to end up uh, in Boston. We're going to talk about that here when we come back on MSG and WGR 550.